1: to the Cuse Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe.
2: What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving the fans a platform. Thank you for joining us. Um, so, in case you've been living under a rock... The Orange will face West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl this Friday, December 28th at 515. We'll tell you what to expect. We're having our buddy Tyler Moron on um, from the Trademark Podcast uh, to see what he thinks. And also, he's going to come on to talk about some uh, early signees for the 2019 class. But first... As always, we're going to hear from the folks at MyBookie. And as you know, I just mentioned bowl season is here. It's time to get in on the action. If you're going to get in on any action with putting money down on these bowl games, you might as well just go to MyBookie. Don't be the guy uh, with no rooting interest as your relatives and friends. Sit around watching the games this year. Not this year. Not when there's 41 uh, record 41 bowl games to bet on, including the national championship on January 7th. It is really the most wonderful time of year. Make sure you're ready for the day daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Uh, when you, Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money during the bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but don't take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for this bowl season. Just use promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate that offer. That's promo code QS25. And you know the deal, my bookie. Uh, you play, you win, you get paid. Okay, so we did do an Arkansas State post game, and we're doing back-to-back episodes. So um, if this pops up first on your feed, you can go back and listen to that if you want. And as yep, we mentioned, do what?
1: So it's still relevant?
2: It's still relevant, yeah. And because uh, Syracuse does not play again until next Saturday, um, it's going to be relevant until then, obviously. And also, what we're going to do is we're going to do the same Bonaventure pregame, probably just after Christmas. And that reminds me, because I know I'll forget it at the end of the show. I hope everybody has a merry christmas and enjoy your families and have a good time and all that stuff everybody gets yep. a well most people get a few days off and especially uh thanks to our military who can't be here with um their families that those who are you know overseas serving our country um you know thank you to them so um yeah yeah what do we got Oh, yeah. Bowl game. Right into sure. it. Bowl game, bud. Sure. Right into it. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for something else I need to do, but I don't. I don't. Um, Syracuse is looking for their first bowl win in five years. Uh, they're looking for a 10-win season since 2001. Uh, the Orange leads this series with West Virginia all-time 33-27. to They've won three straight, actually. The last meeting, as everybody should remember, was the Snow Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, in 2012. Um, now – West Virginia is going to roll with Will Greer's out. Cajust um, yeah. um, is out, who's Will Greer's blindside tackle. So um, you know it one was, of those
1: top two receivers, Gary Jennings Jr. He's out too with an ankle injury.
2: Okay, well there you go. So uh, there's no point in really talking about the offense of West Virginia because all of it is speculation because all of the numbers are based upon mostly Will Greer. So right. you've got two quarterbacks. you got Jack Allison, and he is actually – he played a little bit in West Virginia's bowl game last year. He's a transfer from Miami. He did appear in four games this season. He threw the ball 10 times for 75 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Now, uh, Trey Lowe, is, um, he's a dual-threat quarterback. That's what, that's what I've read. He's a three-star recruit from the 2018 class, and he was actually competing for the backup job – during the spring and the season uh, with Jack Allison. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of your offense is a lot of unknowns. I mean, the defense, West Virginia defense, they give up a ton of yards. And, yeah. um, you know, as we know. Well, Sarah- that's going to be the key, I think, because
1: we can't, I mean, we don't have nothing to really um, to really go against, you know. I think they're just probably going to try to put a game plan in for both of them. But, uh, we haven't seen too much of Trey Lowe. I think they were planning on redshirt. I mean, I mean that was one of the things that um, Holgerson's actually came out um, and talked about. And uh, something I talked about with one of my buddies who's uh, on my softball team, Tim. He's a diehard uh, West Virginia fan. And uh, I think it's looking like with the guys sitting out that they're going to kind of use this as a, a jump off to kind of help with uh, next year in give a lot of true freshmen and you know with the whole four game you can play four games and still redshirt rule uh he's going to take complete uh you know advantage of that (laughs) in this game so um that's really going to be the key you're going to have a a a new kind of look offense um they're going to have a couple seniors out there i know sills is a a senior receiver he's he's pretty good he's probably going to be playing in the nfl um so they're still going to have some guys they do like to run the ball mccoy he's got over 100 carries for over 700 yards and seven touchdowns so um we just don't know what to expect. Jack Allison, he's he's a guy that sits in the pocket, tray low He's going to move around. And um, the un, the unknown is really the scariest thing about their offense because we really don't know what we're going for. So, I mean, in one instance, we have a team that's kind of looking toward next year. And, and this year, obviously, with us, we're kind of doing the same thing. But we still have some seniors that are going to go in there and try to you know get the business done. They still got something to to prove for this season. West Virginia's goals uh, were lost um, and we've kind of gone over ours. so we still have something to play for and a lot more motivation I think than they do.
2: yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's the excitement lands with syracuse West Virginia's um you know, you got guys that you got your start quarterbacks not playing. I mean like we we've been over it. I understand <laughs> it. I get it. but right. th- the unknown in in the in the offense. It doesn't really scare me too much. I think you see Trey Lowen, you've got to expect some kind of quirky play. I mean, maybe they run, who, who the hell knows? But, right. you know, he's likely going to be running the ball a lot if he's in. Yeah.
1: And, they might do a lot of read option. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, and he might run the ball and it could change it up. So we're going to have two different looks. And, and again, I mean, I say that like we come in with the motivation. But again, these are young players that are coming in to prove themselves, too. So, I mean, it could go really, really bad for one of them, or you never know, someone could step up and kind of take the right. For all intents and purposes, this is a quarterback competition for next year with these two. Um,
2: yeah, as they're, already so, in the, they're already neck and neck, apparently, anyway. Right. Uh, throughout so, the year. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, from what I'm I – mean, the way I'm looking at it is, they're going to start the game, they'll probably start Allison, and they'll go back and forth and see what's working, see who's – doing what and, you know, maybe just wait for one of them to take it over. Yeah, uh, you know, And after that, you never know. And then maybe the excitement builds with them and the young team and maybe them looking at the future. Um, Cause one of them might be playing good. So it ought to be a pretty high scoring exciting game man.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, um, and then you look at our offense ranked uh, 12th nationally with 400 or 400. Yeah. 40.8 points a game. And we've also,
0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Hit 50 or more four times this year. Averaging 468.8 yards a game, which ranks 16th. So you got a high-powered offense. Like, you know, this is kind of the matchup we're looking at. Um, You know, our offense versus their defense. I think that's the best. I think that's the best matchup for us. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I mean,
1: I went went ahead and I looked at some of their defense stats, and uh, only two of the top ten tacklers on their team – are linebackers or defensive linemen? Actually, they're both linebackers. So they There's DBs? not even any defensive alignment up there. So it's eight of the top ten are corners or safeties. So that tells me that um, you know teams get you know they complete a lot of passes and they get to the second level uh, a lot against this defense. Um, and again, they had a lot of of injuries and some stuff like that. West Virginia they had um, coming into the season they had high expectations and they were on a roll there for a little while until just the injuries and, and they ended up losing two straight to Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Um, and that kind of ruined uh, their expectations. They didn't get to play that game down here against NC State, which I might uh, think might have hurt their chance. They go and win that game, then they might not even be playing in this game. They might be playing a uh, Washington State, and we might be playing against the Iowa State. But like that's why I look at the motivation. So um, again, it's just going to be the unknown is kind of you know weird, and I'm, I'm
2: kind of exciting, for going. though. You're going. Oh yeah. You'll be there. Oh yeah. Pumped. You're going gonna... to
1: see Dungy's last game. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, I'll, I know that we sold out all the, uh, allotments for, uh, through Syracuse, um, anyway. So yeah. hopefully there's going to be a lot of Syracuse fans there and we can, you know, show up, what show you, out.
2: What do you think, um, you know, with, what is it? It's been close to four weeks off, has it not? Three weeks, I guess, a little over three weeks. By the time the game yeah. hits, you know that that's going to benefit these two quarterbacks. It's got to. Yeah. But as they've been playing all year, we're we're talking about we're talking about ten times Jack Allison has thrown the ball all year. Pra- right. you, I mean, he's been practicing every week. So, and then Trey Lowe, he has not had any in-game action. Um. You no. know, if Syracuse defense can <laughs> can rattle some cages early, it could change everything, you know. and they, Well,
1: and a- you don't really know what to expect because Will Greer, he came in as, as a uh, preseason, like, Heisman favorite. So none of these guys, no matter how good they really were, we're probably going to start over him anyway. Right. Um, so the unknown, again, is, I mean, we sometimes, we haven't in the past, and this year, you know, we haven't really been great against running quarterbacks and uh if or Trey period right and if Trey Lowe ends up you know being able to do that then that could cause you know some concern but then there's been you know Adam I don't, I don't want to you know um compare Jack Allison to Ryan Finley like the talent right now because obviously Ryan Finley's got NFL talent and we don't know too much about Jack Allison but as far as um, you know, their body type, their stature, the way that they play quarterback, that's the kind of, you know, uh, player he is. And you saw Ryan Finley do pretty good against us too. So, and like, again, I know that West Virginia, um, they have good receivers and good, uh, specialty players, receivers, backs, um, athletes, stuff like that. So, um, if we can't get pressure, then he might be able to pick us apart. Like some of the other po- pocket passers has as well. So,
2: yeah, um, you, you know,
1: you got the, you hopefully get... we can bring the same thing that we've been bringing.
2: Yeah. And you got backup offensive linemen in there. I mean, yeah. So well,
1: yeah, but I mean usually West Virginia gets, you know, I mean they're well, the deeper high, than us.
2: Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. And and there's that, but they
1: get a little bit of different caliber recruiting class when yeah. you really look at it. So, uh, I mean, next man up obviously it's not going to be the, you know, the first round pick, you know, that's yeah. in there, but it could still definitely be a, you know, formidable uh, tackle that can come in and you know, he's probably playing for his spot next year. So,
2: And you know, you look at the time off and um, you look at some of our team a little banged up, you know, here and there. The secondary was was getting thin towards the end of the end of the regular season, and yeah. you know we had we everybody knows the problems with Dungy. So hopefully, you know, these three weeks will you know be beneficial, obviously, to getting the extra practice. But most of all, I think to. These players to help them recover a little bit, heal and relax. Right.
1: Well, and a lot of times when Babers talks, when you hear him talking the post game (laughs) press conferences and stuff about being able to compete with these other teams and stuff, he talks about um, you know depth, and that's what he talked about. He was he was on uh, he was actually on uh, the Golick and Wingo show, and they talked to him about expanding the the teams from four to eight, and he gave an answer talking about how he thinks that that would make it easier for the obvious top teams to win because most teams, when you get down to like eight or some teams that get in, or for instance, if we would have got in, we wouldn't have been able to have the depth and the talent to go three straight weeks playing against teams at that talent level without, you know, the kind of depth that you need. So
2: for a playoff um, types, for a, for, for a larger play, playoff.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and that's what he talks about is, is sure. the whole depth part of it. And, um, to have three or four weeks off to be able to get, um, to get healthy is, is huge for us because, you know, we're getting healthy for one game. And like he says, you know, the the main starters, the main guys, you know, he thinks that he can go in there and they can compete. But over the long haul of a season, that's where you need the depth. Well, now we got a, a situation where we can get majority of everyone healthy. I know I, I think everyone's playing except for um, I think he talked about Cordy, but I don't necessarily think that's uh, – an injury thing. I think there's something else going on. I haven't it's heard so much about it.
2: Yeah. It was always it, because we went through this, um, and a tra- in an away game one time, he didn't travel with the team and it was personal reasons. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, obviously we hope everything's okay there, but personal yeah. reasons, you know, obviously they're not going to disclose any of that stuff, especially for, yeah. for a college kid. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, don't, go, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, don't get it twisted. I'm sure that it helped. West Virginia, as far as some players getting healthy too, but they have that yeah. whole dynamic of NFL players sitting out. And yeah, we don't, they got,
2: they've so. got more they've got more to compensate for than we do. I mean, we've got they to,
1: definitely do, but they have three of their better players on offense that aren't playing. So you know, yeah,
2: it's a big deal. Yeah, well, absolutely.
1: I mean, you look at the line; it was a big deal to Vegas. I mean, the line we opened at we were like seven and a half point underdogs, and now we're one and a half point favorites.
2: Okay, well, that reminds me, Joe, and I'm going to ask Tyler the same thing when he comes on. So, Joe, you know what's coming up. (laughs) Joe's my bookie pick for the the Camping World Bowl. (laughs) Joe's my bookie pick (laughs) for the Camping World Bowl. Join my bookie now, and they'll offer you you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for this bowl season. Use promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate the offer. This promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. Joe. Yes, we are currently sitting at a one and a half. Did you say one or one and a half?
1: No, I think it's one and a half. I don't know. Did you check my bookie lately?
2: Did I check my bookie lately, (laughs) Joe? Of course I did. Of course I checked my bookie lately, Joe. Of course. Then I mean, I mean, why, why would I have not been prepared to (laughs) to for this moment right now? With, I know with it's having crazy you on for the my to bookie think pick. that
1: we're gonna sit here and just extend right. this whole thing right. just why, so you can why, look it up.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not doing that, but oh, no. so right, it is. Right. It is sitting at uh, Syracuse as a one and a half point favorite. Of course, oh, I no, knew that right. already. Right. We already knew that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's so um, Syracuse the one and a half point favorite, Joe. Uh, where are you going? I mean, I'm going, this going seems to the bowl easy. game. You are going to the bowl game. And you're going to work the socials at the bowl game. and I'm
1: going to do my best, yeah.
2: You're going to work the socials at the bowl game.
1: I'm going to so- do my best.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to do the best I can, man. I'm going to have family and friends up there.
2: Exactly, exactly. I'm going to be so having a couple of um, opportunities. Adult beverages. Yeah, you'll play, have plenty of opportunities to work. Look, but socials. I'm going to get out
1: there. I'm going to try to get out there as early as possible. I'm going to be wearing my uh, the D'Acuse Militia shirt. So hopefully yeah, I can hey. run into some people. And Yeah, that yeah. would be
2: cool. Definitely. Yeah,
1: we were thinking about getting the the alumni tailgate thing, but it was seventy five bucks, and we really didn't want to strap ourselves to one area uh, right. to try to, you know.
2: Yeah, you want to get our money's mingle, worth, right? you know.
1: So yeah. Um. All
2: right. Well, what do you see? What do you see if you're going to throw your money down, Joe? Where are you going, buddy?
1: Oh, man. I mean, my money would be, my money would be Syracuse. Why not? I've done it all year. They've covered a the majority of the year. Um. And I mean, one and a half. It's if it was either way, I, I think think it's going to be about a at minimum uh three-point game if it's going to be that close so and like again i think it comes down to what we see out of that offense of west virginia if one of those quarterbacks can step up and, and kind of get the production that will greer did a little bit then um then i can see it being a real real close game shootout but um you know like you said you never really know what you're going to see out of a backup tackle and um backup quarterbacks, um, young ones that haven't really had so much game experience either against a pretty decent defensive line with us. So if we come yeah. in and we just, you know, number 10 in sacks, we get the pressure on them and we get the takeaways when they take away uh, battle and stick to our guns, the way we've been doing with the, the third down um, percentage for our defense, then yep.
2: I think, consistent we could, I all think year. we're going
1: to be all right. Plus, I, I mean, like you said, I'm, I like the fact of you saying that, you know, Dungy getting healthy three weeks, you know, this is going to be the healthiest dungeon and, Probably all year because he got banged up against That's, Western yeah, Michigan right, so. stuff. I mean, and it's his last game, so I mean, I would just, I would just, I would say they just get strapped up and get ready to see a real, real good performance because I don't see any way that this guy doesn't leave it all on the field.
2: Yeah, absolutely, his last game, senior year, um, he wants to be looked at as an NFL prospect, possibly. You yeah. know, he wants to go out there. He wants to show people. And I just hope he plays smart. And if he plays smart and he lasts the game, it could be bad news for um, West Virginia because we know how Dungy plays when he's got a chip on his shoulder. And it's yeah. it can get ugly for people. And it, yeah. th- th- as far as you said about the defense, I don't want to ramble because I want to bring Tyler on. But um, the defense has been consistent at getting to the quarterbacks all year. You mentioned the third downs it's gonna be if they keep doing what they did takeaways yeah. the takeaways yeah man I mean it's good it's it's good all all signs point to Syracuse yep. in my opinion but you know I think we well, got to
1: start strong I think it's all about how we start if we yeah, come out a little stagnant we don't put points on the board and we allow them to kind of figure out their uh, way with the quarterback situation then um then that just kind of gives them a little bit of extra time to, to stay motivated um and stay in it. Uh, if we can come out and put points on the board, I can see us uh, putting pressure on them and really making it difficult for those quarterbacks to get in any type of rhythm or get comfortable. So, I think that's really what I'm looking for is right in the beginning of the game is is how we're going to do it. You know,
2: yeah, I'd like to be able to
1: get the ball first and go down and score a touchdown and you know make a statement Keep and the put the pressure out. right on yep. the the new quarterback that's going to be coming in and trying to prove himself.
2: I want to see cages get rattled. That's my thing. And oh, yeah. That, that's key. Um, you know, and one more thing. We've mentioned it before, but I just want to put it back out there. After Will Greer announced and, and Kajust announced, and then you had the injury, you had to, you had to have – maybe you've seen ticket sales for West Virginia were sold out. The Syracuse allotment's gone. So, um, <laughs> you know, I wonder what – I wonder how many fans are going to be drawn in. I guess is what I'm saying from West Virginia yeah. being well, that, my buddy they're, said being that was, they're pissed. They're pretty, the fans were pissed. I
1: th- I think that's going to be, yeah, I, I would traditionally West Virginia
2: travel, They travel
1: really, really yeah. well uh, back when they were in the big East uh, and they used to come up to the, to the dome. They used to travel really, really well. I went to a majority of those home games and they always had a huge, huge little contingent. It's uh, a little bit farther of a drive. And like you said, them, you know, they got some other better players not playing in. They think that they got, um and you know, kind of sh- screwed over on a on a bull pick to where they thought they should have been in a better one. Um, I don't know. Uh, my buddy, he said that he's worried about how they're going to travel. He doesn't think they're going to travel that well. But I'm sure they have their diehards, so I'm sure that they're going to have a, a nice little mark there. But I'd like to see our fans um, show up and, and, and look a lot better in the eyes of the, the bowl committees and stuff, you know, prove that we can – and we can um, sell so we those can tickets travel. and
2: travel and, and be yep. loud and be obnoxious. Yep. That's what yeah, exactly. All right. Hopefully in the future
1: they're gonna have a lot more games to think about picking Syracuse or not in these kind of bowls.
2: All right. All right, join us now of the Trademark Podcast, host of the Syracuse Football Digital Radio program and former Syracuse defense event, Tyler Morona. Tyler, thanks once again for coming back on, buddy. How you doing? Doing really well, actually. How are you guys? We are good. It's good to good. have you back. Um, it's great it, to be back. It's nice to have you back, and we're you know going to be talking some bowl talk, wrapping up the football season, and uh, we had some early signing stuff that went down. We want to get your thoughts on some of that. So, first, I guess we'll do the West Virginia game. Uh, your thoughts on that? Your thoughts on you know kind of taking some of the some of the steam out of the game, maybe some of the excitement out of the game with um you know a couple people not playing and stuff so I wanted to get your thoughts on that first
0: yeah I mean the game the game itself is going to be interesting because I think the big thing I'm really looking forward to is a month off of rest obviously as we see what happens when this team gets rest sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad I mean we came off a bye week this year and we're really slow out of the gate then we've also had time where we get rested up and then we seem like we're we're ready to go full force and I think the, the most critical part about this game is going to be Eric Dungy getting the month's rest, getting healthy, getting right, and then being able to just go, you know, full detonation on West Virginia. So I expect a lot of points. And then with West Virginia guys sitting out that's just the way college football is going now because you know in in theory like one like if you're at this bowl game or any bowl game and it's not the national championship or a playoff like you kind of realize like how pointless it is and like the the ad dollars so I get it from a player's perspective but at the same time like Syracuse is a team that's not going to take this opportunity for granted because this is our first chance at 10 wins you know it's not like in a while let me just say like this is a one yeah. time yeah you know what i mean like This isn't like, oh, we were hoping for 12 wins and we get 10. Like, that's not the type of bowl game that this is. Like, this is still a measuring stick game for a top team in the country. And, guys, like, this is the old Big East rival. Like, we hate these guys, right? So, like, I know that's not lost on all the guys and, you know, especially the team in Syracuse as well.
2: It's definitely not. I mean, and you've got a, a defense in West Virginia, too, that's, you know, they're allowing 405 yards a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so come on. you know, it should be fun. I think. I think it. It's all up to their defense, really. I think that's what it might come down to. They're doing a kind of a tandem quarterback deal, so it's kind Which of means hard you to have ju- zero
0: quarterbacks. That's old. Accent, right? so if you're playing two, <laughs> means you have zero quarterbacks. And plus, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of a guy like Will Gert Even if he was going to play, I know that he's not. So it's kind of like you know, pointless to to talk about it. But Will Gurr is not a guy that I'd be scared of because the way that the Syracuse team plays coverage, it would be different than anything else he had seen all year. So I think that on top of everything else, like this secondary and what they can do, ball hawking style, that's not the way the Big 12 plays. So I love this matchup regardless. You do.
2: You do. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. On I mean, D
0: line against backup offensive tackles, like we're going to eat. Like it's, this is. I mean, I'm not going to say like we're going to win 100 nothing, but I really like her chances in this game.
2: Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I mean, you know, you want to you want to get the full feel, right, Joe? You want to get the full feel of their full team versus our full team. You don't want to give them excuses at the end of the day, yeah. you know. Right. But who cares? No, it would
1: be nice. Right. It would be nice, but still, uh, I mean, I have a, a a few good friends that are really like diehard West Virginia fans and. They don't really seem to think it's going to be a big issue. They look at the quarterback. as uh, He was a, a four-star recruit, elite, a um, loving quarterback that transferred from Miami. So, And plus, I guess the left tackle coming in is like a redshirt uh, junior who's like the offensive lineman's son or something. So they talk about how they're really not a, a, like worried about it. They're really actually more mad at the fact that they feel like they got snubbed from playing wa- Washington State still. So it's going to be interesting to see because I don't even think they really seem worried about us.
2: I know, which is odd because they should be, really. Um, uh, so, all right, so w- do you want to give a prediction on the game, Tyler? Are you are you bold enough to do so, or what? You want to wait till
0: yeah, sure. Let's do it now. Let's okay. go forty-eight thirty-five. Really, okay. Syracuse, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's about. If you look at West Virginia's schedule, that's about what those games are in the big. And 12. that's the thing is like you you just like you have to think like. I was gonna say like forty. I mean, closer to forty points, maybe like more realistic. But I mean, if I'm gonna give one last prediction this year, let's just make it a good one. Forty-eight thirty-five. <laughs> okay.
2: that's awesome. Um, all right, we had a glimpse of a lot of the 2019 class that's going to be coming in at early sign day this week. Um, what did you think overall? Um, all three stars, except for uh, Mikel Jones, I believe, is the only four star there. And um, so, overall, how how it look to you? What did you think about it?
0: Um, I think Lee Kepka, if that's how you pronounce his last name. On some areas, he was rated a four star as okay, well. Dude. I watched this tape and I think he's a four star level player. Um, what's like the one glaring weakness we had all year? And that was our run defense, right? And that's yes. what we recruited. Yep. Like we went out there and we wanted to go get guys that are ready to compete right away. I know that's what the coaching staff is looking for because we also have like, you know, we're trying to fill in gaps here. Like we're not trying to recruit a team anymore. We're trying to fill in gaps. Like we're trying to replace guys that are possibly leaving. And I think we have four linebackers coming in, three defense. Like we have, we recruited a strong and a weak side defensive end. We recruited a strong safety, a free safety, you know, a Sam linebacker and a Will linebacker. Like, what does that tell you? That means that we are trying to fix the run defense. Like they hear, like they they know, like they're not dumb, right? So like, we're trying to fix that run D. And I think that those two linebackers and our two safeties are going to come in and contribute because we need depth, and that's just you know, it's the name of the game now. Like you got to rotate guys. So I love our class so far, and I also love. Our tight end recruit as well. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Um, but I—he's not the Chris Andrew
2: T- R- Tuazama? No,
0: no, Luke Benson. That's it. Oh, Benson. okay. Yeah. So he—he's not like the most crisp route runner. He's not gonna be Jason Witten out there running. But he is great. He has great lower body strength, and he's able to move defensive ends off the line of scrimmage in high school, which I like. You know, especially coming a guy that's coming from a decently sized program. So I really like that because we need—I mean, we need a tight end that's reliable, and I think that he may be able to come in and help out.
1: Yeah, and they said something like he made the state championship in the hundred yard dash or something like that. So he's, he's he can really, run. Yeah, I mean he really can fast. run
0: like he has separation speed in a tight end. I mean he's not the biggest guy again. He's like six two, two ten. But you know if you have a guy that can stretch the field in the middle, I mean that is that'll help out Tommy so much. Not yeah. And and to piggyback off your
1: linebackers too, uh, Tyler, um, that Jeff Canton, that linebacker that's coming from from Canada. Uh, I wonder what he would be if he um, actually played in. The, the U.S. and the high school ranks, because if you watch his tape, he in. just jumps off of the tape, I, I feel. So, I mean, I'm, I think I'm right on board with your those three linebackers that they got, um, I think, have a really good chance of coming in and making uh, instant impact.
2: Um, <clears throat> now, you know, we had we had the um, the the viral video with Cooper Dawson too. I'll just mention that. I mean, this thing made it all the way to Fox and friends. The other morning was it yesterday morning. Um, just a great story. And you love have Babers recruiting guys like, like that with, with some serious class. And, um, you know, you like, you got it. You got to love seeing that, don't you?
0: Well, I mean, this is like the Jason Garrett adage, right? Like we're always looking for the right type of guy. And I think that, that gets lost because, you know, if it's there's this uh, documentary on i think it was amazon prime it's called qb1 and they were showing the different you know players that they had and uh, the offensive coordinator that i was recruiting tate martell he comes in to the you know the in-home visit and he says hey how's school going and his parents said he's showing up late every day and he's like all right well you're going to show up late when we need you to hit fourth and three you know to win the national title and like these are things that like people like think about it's like oh okay like is he gonna be the right type of guy? But seriously, like if you can't show up to class on time, if you can't like you know include people in your life that right. yeah. have meant something to you, like the, it does speak volumes because you know that you can rely on this person when it really comes down to it. In-
2: integrity, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, and like that's that actually matters. Like yeah. weird, right?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. And you could tell Dino Babers is that type of guy who you know, like if you go – there's an article, and I think it was on orangefizz.net, I think, where they went through and they put up a bunch of videos of the guys talking about um, – giving their thoughts on Coach Babers, and everything was like – you know, he's not just a coach. He treats us like his kids. He's getting us ready for life. He's getting us ready for you know to be men. And um, someone like Cooper Dawson, who is is a you know going to be a student athlete that's going to be able to you know instill that in his teammates as well. I mean, he's a class act. So I just thought Absolutely. I'd mention him. Um, who stands out to you the most uh, in in this class so far? If you if you hit it already, just reiterate and we can move on because um, you mentioned a little bit
0: probably those two four-star linebackers honestly this is like one of the first classes that we've had with multiple four stars in it and there's a chance for more um i think that we're literally getting quote-unquote star power in this class so um i like the fact that you know those guys are taking the the plunge to come up and uh, join us in central new york so i think that speaks the most volume because we're starting to attract real talent and it's going to keep getting better from there
2: Hitting, hitting the field right away you think as freshmen gonna be out there? Or?
0: We have we have no choice, guys. Yeah. We, yeah. we have no linebackers. So like, if yeah. they're not hitting the field right away, then there's a big problem. Like, yeah, you know, they didn't pan out.
2: All right. Um, how about how about in in um, the 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 players that are returning, some of the seniors. You see any of them, Alton Robertson, trying to leave early, testing the waters, anything like that?
0: Here's the deal. I think he may flirt with the idea. It's not quite like basketball where you can go to the combine right. and come back. It's kind of like, right. you know, once you do it, you're committed to it. But if I were to guess, Alton's probably like 239 to 242 pounds right now. That's not going to cut He's it in the NFL. Way. Like, he He's needs to way. come back and be 250 plus. So he can make himself a lot of money by coming back. Or he can test it out and be like, hey, I'm betting on myself saying that. I can put on 10 pounds in the NFL and be that guy. But it.
2: It's just harder, and it's harder to to make the transition from college fa- uh, college football to NFL than college basketball to the NBA.
0: It's- Certainly, I mean, there's yeah. no doubt, and I think the biggest thing is that, I mean, this isn't like a playing style like like issue. You know, it's a, it's a size and speed issue, right? So like, he has one half of it, but it's way easier to project if you actually have the size than to guess. Like, oh, will he put on the size? So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Out of out of this year's senior class um, the guys that are leaving do you see any NFL prospects coming out of that core group guys
0: I mean there's there's always gonna be a prospect in Chris Slayton because he has the size yeah. Um, but what is his NFL impact gonna be I don't know man like like, you don't realize, like, how good you have to be to play in the NFL because, yeah. like, a guy like Steve Ishmael barely getting any play. A guy like Zaire Franklin <laughs> barely getting any play. Cam Lynch, like, these guys are, like, really good. Jay Brom yeah. is the world. You know, granted, he's injured, but Shamarco Thomas, like, these are all draft picks, and, like, they're barely getting any play. So, and – I mean, the NFL also takes into account that this class has gone four and eight three times. Like, there is, like, a legit reason for concern, like, for these guys, like, if they're going to go up against guys from Clemson or other big ACC schools, because granted, they may not get drafted and still be undrafted free agents and play well. It's just, it's hard to project right now because the NFL, it's like, it's a damning business. Like, they want to find a reason not to keep you around rather than to keep you around. So I think that, you know, a couple guys from Syracuse, like, a Chris Slayton, um, you know, Eric Dungy may have a chance to at least show off a, a, maybe in a you know, preseason camp. But you know, I'm gonna be honest, like I just don't see the ability break to throw right the now? ball. Are you gonna break you know? hearts right now? <laughs> Any of yeah. those offensive linemen you think got a shot or? Absolutely, I think there'll be a couple guys that go into a training camp and they'll shake out, you know, a guy like Cody Conway, a guy like Coda Martin, but I just don't see the athleticism there to be able to, you know, contain a guy like I I always I still go to Jason Pierre Paul even though he's like you know forty years old now but you know he was just the baddest mofo ever you know when he was in his prime so it's like if you put him at you know I just don't know how these guys would hold up against the likes of Jadavion Clowney or but like that's what happens now it's like every team has a stud ass you know defensive end in the NFL so it's like you know you have to be on your game all the time or else you're not gonna last so I mean ultimately you know these guys control their own destiny but it. It'll be interesting, but I think that next year's class, like let's say a guy like Alvin Robinson stays, put on that weight, we should see him probably maybe second, third round, something like that. Like I see like high draft picks coming soon.
2: Um, With Dungy, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. But what do you think? You know, a a tight end position or something like that. You think he? (laughs) he, he Honestly,
0: I think that if. (laughs) <laughs> I think he's a running back, honestly. Really? I don't know if he could. Oh, I've been saying he's a running back forever, but I don't think he has the durability. You know, what yeah. I mean, he, like right—that's
2: no the thing. He, yeah,
0: it's just like I wish he could like stay healthy and be a running back in the NFL because I think he'd do fine. I really do. I think he has the vision and he knows offense. He's great he with the ball to do too.
2: He he takes yeah, care of the, the ball. Thing.
0: He's a great ball carrier, and yeah. that's why I think that he's a running back, but it's just like he just doesn't – like the measurables aren't there. I think he would have been a fantastic yeah. college running back, but I think he was good enough to play quarterback, obviously. So, um, But that's just kind of my take.
1: You know, you I, see Taysom Hill on the Saints. Yeah, he comes in, actually, you know be, what I mean. That's, that
0: could be a thing, you know. It's like it's, if a team wants to get experimental like that and have yeah. them turn kicks, have them do gadget plays. I think it would really work. I really do. But I mean, yeah. it would take somebody to take a big gamble, and then also Eric to like go out and ball out like constantly to the yeah. point where it's like he's like undeniably an NFL player. Which hey, he may be a special teamer for forever. I don't know. You know who knows? Yeah. I mean, he can
2: make a living yeah. doing it. My my thing with with I, Dungy is 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 he's just so injury prone. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah.
0: I mean, the first time he gets injured, he's going to get cut. That's no, just the truth. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I don't think he'd be able to play tight end or
1: running back. I mean, Christ. let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what Tyler was saying. Exactly. So, but um, Hey, Tyler, I got a question. Uh, yeah. Back to the recruiting. Um, something that I wanted to know about you, if, if uh, with these, like, I guess Dino Babers, he said there's like plus or minus five scholarships left um, in the class. If uh, if it were up to you, uh, I mean, where would you want to see them go as far as position-wise um, to maybe fill these last I mean, five? I mean, you know, there's the uh, graduate transfers and normal transfers, JUCOs. Right. So, I mean, there's so yeah. many different, you know, alleys. But, I mean, where would you go? Where would you
0: look to go as far as position and stuff? Right, so this may be a little bit like surprising, but um, I would like them to go after a potentially project quarterback guy that's a really stud athlete and then maybe see if we can develop into like having a guy that's maybe more of like a Lamar Jackson type. Now, granted, I just asked for them to recruit a Heisman quarterback. But right. Um, <laughs> Got you. But. What if we spent a scholarship on a guy that could potentially be like a stud athlete back there that can be a Taysom Hill type of guy? You know, like that is developing his quarterback play. So by the time Tommy is ready to move on, we'll have maybe two years of a guy that's studied behind a guy that's going to be a cerebral type guy. And then we can come have a guy that's maybe more trending towards what Eric was, but a little bit better because he's had the time to develop behind a guy that's a passer. So um, that's definitely somewhere I'd like to see. And then separately from that, I think we should just keep going out offensive linemen because that's yeah. that's my biggest thing is you can never have too many offensive or defensive linemen. I think that we shored up our defensive line pretty well. So I think if we can spend, you know, maybe two more slots on O-linemen and then from there we save two slots because you never know what injuries are going to happen going into spring and then throughout even into summertime. I mean, I was a late signing Michael Asker, my roommate, he was a late signing. So it's always valuable to keep maybe one or two slots open. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but I think that a project quarterback like that, an athlete type guy, and then maybe one, two more offensive linemen would be, I think that would make a home run of yeah. the class. The unf- yeah, I'm def- the definitely uns- on board with the offensive line part. Yeah,
2: they're you like. You know,
1: with us losing the three starters, yeah.
2: They're the unsung heroes of, of college football, really. You know, you don't think and about much. And they always will be.
1: Yeah, in the trenches. You want them yeah. in the trenches, man. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, all right, Tyler. One last question for you, and this one's very serious. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, here when? We go. <laughs> what, Joe? Uh, when can we expect uh, the reemergence of the green screen, Tyler? Because we <laughs> 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 because the first time we ever talked, you mentioned the green screen, and I was fascinated. So I I went and I found you, and you do a great job on the green screen, bro. So,
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, So I'll answer your your question here with a little bit of a a sidebar, but um, the Trademark Podcast is dropping another season tomorrow um, on Christmas Eve. So today, as you're listening to this, um, I will be dropping, I believe, five episodes this week, and then throughout the week I'll be dropping two more. So for a total of seven and then um, we're going to take a little break because, uh, you know, life is busy. And from there, yeah, and you after just that. Moved. Uh, go ahead.
2: You just moved. You're starting a new life in a different state. So
0: Yeah, and I'm actually going to be moving into coaching high school football. So oh, that's um, awesome. So with that being oh, nice. said, um, the green screen will be out again, but I'm just not exactly <laughs> sure. I love it. I love being on camera. I'd, I'd much prefer to, you know, be on camera than do the podcast. But you know, it's it's a lot of work, but um, I think that there'll be some stuff coming up. There's a lot of stories I want to tell. There's a lot, you know a couple different things I think would be great on camera, just because, if nothing else, I just I like engaging the fans and engaging people that love Orange football. Because and the reason behind the season that's coming up right now for the Trademark Podcast is um you know just highlighting the the great people that are syracuse orange fans you know whether that's reporters whether that's players whether that you know whoever it is like i wanted to get back to the community that gave me so much and uh i just wanted to engage with people that love the orange just as much as i do and that's uh, i think you'll see that a lot with, with the season dropping today
2: that's awesome so nice. where can they find you on twitter
0: uh, at Tyler Morona. Uh, not hard to find, I don't think. I'm the only yeah. Tyler Morona out there as far yeah. as I know, so. You
2: are. You are. You are. And um, all right. So we should expect the green screen eventually. It will come back. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I kind of being lazy, man. It's, it's, it's all tough. good.
2: It's all good. I actually,
0: well, I recorded one of my podcasts with Charlie Loeb, uh, former Syracuse quarterback, yep. on my lunch break. So, <laughs> I, uh, oh, really? At work. So, yeah, I mean, I'm grinding. I'm hustling. I'm trying to do yeah. it for everybody. You know, that's what we do. It's no days off over at the Trademark Podcast. It's no days <laughs> off with you guys over there. Excuse me. <laughs>
2: that's, that's right. That's doing. true. Hey, that's man. true. I do He's all the likes,
0: work. Joe's putting people on the spot, Tyler. So, you know.
2: <laughs> Joe just comes it's in right. and does his thing. Joe does, like. Five minutes of research, and he comes oh, in, and does this thing. I'm like on the laptop. I got, I'm printing stuff out. I'm highlighting stuff, and then Joe you comes on. And he's like,
0: behind you. I mean, I know that you're trying to act the <laughs> part. So, yeah, exactly. Know, it what it is. I get it's, it. Exactly. Tyler, he rents that room out for this. So, I, yeah, is did you love, <laughs> Yeah, you rented that at the local bar. Like, yeah, condom into it.
2: I could only hope one day that I get the green screen skills. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to set it, set it up. You know, I just need a barrier from my. uh the plants I brought in for the wintertime. No, you know what I'm saying? So
0: but, are your you know, plants. But. Uh, <laughs> it's mold growing in the background. Yeah. I hate to inform you.
2: Uh, Tyler, dude, you're always welcome on the show. We love your insight. Thanks, I think you're great. You're, I always tell people. If you're going to listen to any other podcast after the Cuse Militia podcast, go over to the Trademark podcast and listen to the Syracuse Football Digital Radio Show with Tyler Morona. So,
0: hey, t- hey, one quick question before go we ahead. go. Go ahead. Did you, I, I almost declared the orange basketball team dead. Um, mm-hmm. are, <laughs> have, did they get back in your good graces after the 30 point win?
2: Yeah. You know, what's funny is when we talked. I talked to you the last time on the phone was right after the Georgetown yeah. game. And I was like, you know, they're a second half team and, you know, they always start slow. And then they come out and they they play the first half and then they stunk in the second half of two games. But, you know, you got to stick with them. I mean, what else am I going to do? You yeah. know, there's so not much negativity out to. there that it's I'm not going to I don't want to dogpile on it. But uh, a good win. I don't care if it was Arkansas State. Do you? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like they just have, to, they have you, to win
0: was, that game. I I literally I declared him dead on arrival. Like it was dead man walking the rest of the seasons. Like Duke's coming around the corner. We have UVA, North Carolina. It's like God damn, man. It's like is this team gonna do anything whatsoever. We got a guy seven two. Can't even put the ball in the hole. Stone hands. Those the oh, stone stone Things I am just furious with. I oh, mean, yeah. our, our guys take a hundred threes. We make one of them. It's like we're a one percent three point shooting team. <laughs> then we have a game where we can we can't miss. It's, I'm, I'm furious, guys. <laughs> like I am, um, I can't keep doing this to myself. Yeah, I, I, I'm like been a fan for like six years. You guys have been doing this for like what, like thirty years? Ugh. Like it I, used- I can't even begin to. I'm bald already, and I'm 24. What what other hair am I going to lose? Like this is insane. Oh, yeah.
2: I know. Between you and Joe, you got hey, like I'm there, man. you got like I'm there. you got like four of them hairs. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. So, well, it used to be easier to watch, but it's been tough. For I mean, they they don't call them the cardiac cues for nothing. You know, ACC play is going to be brutal this year. It's going to be, but like Coach said, uh, Coach Beheim said, the expectations were based on three games played in the postseason last year
0: in the tournament,
2: and expectations were high they won those games i think by a total of three points i want to say i never went back and looked but he barely
1: that. snuck in the tournament so yeah
2: yeah barely sneaking in didn't even know bubble team the whole year and then everybody talks about well we got five returning players well those five returning players were on that team last year so and you know thank god for elijah hughes because he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna be the star um he's bailed us out more than once. And so you can just only hope that they can gel around Tyus and and Elijah Hughes because Frank Howard's he's he's still he's he's still on the struggle bus man. So <laughs> What well, you I mean, it's
0: like we, if we didn't beat Ohio State at this point, like this is like a complete disaster. Yeah. I mean, like we can't be just the people that are like, oh, well, at least we beat Georgetown. You know, it's like we're not like a one win football team, you know, like to compare. You know, it's like yeah. we're we're a national program
2: here. Like, <laughs> let's, let's step yeah. this thing up. Yeah. And
0: granted, you know, I'm spoiled now because I'm a Lakers fan and we have LeBron. And now I'm like, I'm totally back in, you know, winner mode. And. I don't know. It's just, it's hard. It's tough. And college sports, it's, it's like the most fickle thing in the world. And I hate it, oh, yeah. but at the same time, it's what makes it the best. Cause it's like, you know, we, you hate to lose and you hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. So. And
2: Syracuse has some of the most fickle fans too. So yeah. because we're spoiled. And yeah, unlike, well, college,
1: unlike college football, you have the chance all season in college basketball, just to get better and, and get in the tournament, you know? So
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, all right, Tyler, thanks a lot, buddy. We appreciate it. I did not expect the hoops talk, but that was a great bonus for everybody. So, um, uh, you can find Tyler Tyler Morona at the Trademark Podcast. He's on iTunes. You can find him on Twitter, at Tyler Morona. No spaces, that just flows, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and shout out the women's basketball team, because they're the only thing that's keeping me sane right now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if they go in the tank, that's it for me, guys. It's (laughs) it's a wrap. All
2: right, hey. Again, I want to thank Tyler for coming on. I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you, um, Armchair All-Americans, my bookie, J.P. Mulligan's Shopping Town Barbershop. Again, thank you to all of you. Um, yes. This this episode, for Tyler and Joe, I'm Sean. Yep. We're out. Cue the bells. Peace.
1: Thanks for listening to the Cues Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
2: It's the last time you're going to hear the bells, by the way. That's it. Thank
1: God. That's it for the bells. <laughs> Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs>